you're listening to Crud Talk, a ministry of 50 shades of grace. Everybody's got a story. I'm guessing like me, you've been hurt before. But what if I told you there was more to this life than being stuck in the hurt and sin of your past? Hey, we all have crud, but it's how we deal with it that makes all the difference. Today's episode is brought to you by Freimeyer Concrete. We thank you for your generous gift, which allows us to share hope and continue to help people deal with the crud in their lives. Thank you. Welcome to Crud Talk. I'm Sonia Bruner. Hey, before I get started, I just want to mention that this specific episode that we're talking about today is for an older audience. Just keep that in mind for whoever might be listening with you. So how are y'all doing? What's going on in your world? I am super excited. It's June and I'm so excited because my birthday is this month. I don't just do a day. I don't just do a week. Let's just take the whole month. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Yeah, everybody in my world is probably rolling their eyes. Yeah, okay. Hey, why not have a party, right? So today... We're talking about elephants. So in 2016, I had the awesome privilege to get to go to Africa and share my story with men and women, boys and girls, and I got to see elephants. It was crazy. Y'all, it was crazy to see them walking around through the streets of Meru. They're beautiful, powerful, and really, really stinky. You you don't want to get too close. Put it this way. If you've got an elephant in the room, There's no way you can ignore it. His presence is massive and stinky, and you can't pretend he's not there. You might already know this, but I hear from people all over the world. I love it. Actually, you know what? It's one of my favorite things about what I do. I love getting messages from people. I got this one from a man in Kansas City. Enough with the deal with your crud already. I know that you're trying to make us deal with our issues, but sometimes those issues are best left alone. My wife and I have been married for 11 years and we're doing great. Well, not great, but we're just like any other couple. We're good. We don't have any crud. Not everyone has crud. There is no elephant in the room. What good is it gonna do to open up old wounds? It doesn't matter that my father used to beat the living tar out of me. Did it hurt me? Yes. Did it toughen me up? Yes. Did it make me independent? Yes. Does it drive me to be the best? Yes. I don't need to deal with any of that. What can I do to change it? Nothing. Discussing it won't change what happened. I don't hurt my wife and I never would. So what if I don't share my feelings? I've learned to depend on me. Nothing is for certain. Emotional love is overrated and probably not real anyway. What? difference will it make to talk about the fact that my wife was probably hurt i think she was raped but we've never talked about it outright when she was a teenager it's only going to bring up something painful in her life and push her away what good is it to talk about it i mean what could i do about it now anyway so she doesn't want to have sex everybody knows most women aren't like into that they're not like they don't like it like men like it Does it bother me? Yes. Do I wish she would trust me to open up and tell me what happened? Yes. I do have other ways to get what I need. You might not like it, but it's not a crime to look at pornography. 
everybody looks at porn. It's not like I'm going to cheat on her. Our life is fine. Our routine works for us. I work hard to provide for her and I come home to her every night. That's more than I ever got as a kid. I have no doubt that there are some messed up people. Save the therapy for those people. They need it. God might work for you, but he's not for everyone. He's never done anything for me and I've done just fine. So no, I won't be dealing with my crud because it won't change anything and we don't have any. We're fine. Yep. No elephants here. (laughs) Call me crazy, but most people just won't listen to the podcast or read my posts or whatever if it doesn't relate to them in some way. I'm, I'm just putting it out here, but why does he care? Why did he write to me to tell me how he feels? Hmm. The first thing I noticed right off the bat was the great, well, not great comment. When he says, my wife and I have been married 11 years and we're doing great. Well, not great, but we're just like any other couple. We don't have any crud. This is an obvious, we're not where I know we could be, but statement. He doesn't know that this is what he's saying, but it's an acknowledgement that things are not okay. Second thing I notice is his non-crud, the physical abuse from his father, which hurt him, made him independent. I'd like to say more like a protective wall around him so that he did, he, probably so he couldn't get hurt again, made him question his worth and drives him to constantly prove himself worthy. I think a lot of people can relate to that. He doesn't express his feelings, yet he's writing to me expressing his feelings. Hmm. He doesn't put himself out there. He depends only on himself. He has no hope because nothing is for certain, and he doesn't believe love is real because it wasn't real in his life. He was hurt by those that should have known better but didn't do better. Yep, definitely zero crud here. (laughs) Next thing I totally jumped off the page was her non-existent crud from some kind of sexual abuse in her past that she's not likely shared with anyone. Let me say this here. It would be very difficult to not have crud after some type of violence or abuse. There's many different publications of scientific evidence that would prove a change in chemical activity in the brain when people undergo trauma or abuse. Without dealing with that pain, our responses to life as it happens can be skewed or unhealthy. She stuffs it down and doesn't acknowledge it, but that crud is acknowledging her, right? In that she won't be sexual with her husband. Big, non-existent elephant in the room. (laughs) Let me stop and say this right here too. There's always something else going on when there's a lack of intimacy or physical connection. I know that when I make the statement, oh my goodness, it can cause people to kind of bow up. I mean, people get offended and try to defend why they aren't intimate. That statement is not a judgment. It's based on many years of working with people, listening, talking through crud, getting to the root of the issue. Every single person that I've ever talked to, we're talking lots of people, both men and women. There is a reason that sex isn't happening. Y'all, I could plant myself on this topic for days, but just know that if you are struggling with intimacy or anything physical in your relationship, 
Have the courage to admit it and to communicate it. Seek counseling if necessary, especially if you've been hurt physically or sexually. A counselor can help you unpack whatever it is that, you know, that you're feeling, that you're struggling with, and give you healthy ways to move forward. The next thing that really hurt my heart, he suspects his wife was raped and he hasn't talked to her about it? And she hasn't talked to him about it? What? Again, his non-crud is showing here. This is his belief because of his experience. Nothing is for certain. Love isn't real. He's driven to prove that he's a man, good, worthy, doesn't need anybody else, only depends on himself and only trusts himself. So talking about his wife's rape would throw him into a tailspin. Why do I say this? Because men need to fix it, right? It would take him out of his control zone, basically, because he would not be able to do something about it. He's driven. He's driven, all right. He's driven to prove that love isn't real and that nothing is certain. I deal with this issue a lot in my ministry. Um, Men will write to me and ask me what they can do to fix it. We don't fix anyone. What we can do is love, listen, pray, and stay. He's lonely. I'm talking very lonely. He wants to have connection with his wife. He wants to provide for her and doesn't know how. A lot of men feel this way. Women too, but a lot of men. And many will never ask for help. So they do what they know to do and choose other activities to distract them from the current conditions going on in the home. It bothers him, y'all, that she won't trust him. Yet he's stating that love isn't real and nothing is certain. I would say that if she is carrying around this secret in her heart, she too is lonely. Elephant at 12 o'clock, right? Ugh. Our routine works for us. He made that statement. Our, our routine works for us. Why do I not believe him? So Rick, Rick and I are a couple that has a wonderful, crazy, challenging, but busy life. We work a lot. We have different jobs and ministries. We have our boys and our family. We have friendships, on and on. You can all relate. When we started out, life was crazy. The kids were little. Life was constantly changing. In this season of our lives, having a routine feels normal and we know what to expect. We can plan because we know what we're going to do each day and we sort of like it. Why? A routine makes me feel like we're in control of our life. In fact, I'd say a routine brings peace to life. A routine of exercise can be a great healthy choice, right? A routine of praying together, date nights, resting, volunteering at church or for a charity, all good routines that are helpful, right? But hear me, routines are great, but not if God wants to change things up and we suddenly can't adapt or we throw a fit because it doesn't fit our narrative of our sacred routine. And what if our routines are not healthy? Like this guy was talking about, their routine was to not deal with their crud, which was causing issues and distancing them in their marriage. Their routine was harmful. And let's just say it out loud. Just because you and I are in a routine doesn't mean it's what we should be doing. It means we've chosen that lifestyle or behavior. 
Yes, it's technically working in that we're doing it consistently, but is it right? Is it healthy? What about workaholics? They make money, but they're not available for their families. What about people who spend more money than they earn and get way into debt? What about people who go from relationship to relationship so they don't have to commit to someone? There's no drama, right? There's no fuss. They get what they want and they move on. There's no investment and that way no one gets hurt. Sounds like a great routine, right? What about couples that don't communicate because it's just the way they do their lives? It's their routine. Their routine is to not talk about stuff. What about people who routinely eat too many Funyuns and not really enough healthy stuff? Is that good? If you find yourself in a routine, especially one that's not getting you anywhere closer to God or what he has for you, I would highly recommend that you stop it. The Bible's loaded with lots of challenges, miracles, activity, disruptions, and change was the constant. Changing the world, changing direction, changing hearts, changing minds, changing beliefs. Change is good. Change is freeing. God loves us enough to not leave us where we are. Faith is an adventure. So live that adventure. Don't be afraid of change. We were never meant to get our peace from anything other than Jesus. We need to always leave room for Jesus to throw in the unexpected. It's the essence of our faith, trusting Jesus for whatever comes our way and going with it because we trust the one who truly is in control of our lives. Some of the greatest blessings have come from a disrupted routine. His comment of, most women are not into sex. Talk about an elephant in the room. Are most women not into sex? I have to say, I don't believe it. If there is a woman who isn't into sex, I believe it's because there's something else going on. Is there crud that's below the surface? Maybe hasn't been dealt with yet. Is there abuse in the past? Maybe guilt. Maybe it doesn't feel good and she doesn't know how to communicate that. In my ministry, I talk a lot about intimacy and communication. And actually, it's, it's sort of weird if you think about it. A sex traffic girl abused in every way imaginable. Talking to others about sex and intimacy, I guess it's ironic for sure, right? But don't I have some true insight on this subject? I believe I do. I know what it's like to be abused and violated. I also know what I've learned as a result of working on my crud, walking in a relationship with Jesus and breaking that cycle of abuse. Satan has completely messed up one of the greatest gifts God gave us in life. The world is trying to tell us how sex should be when really we need to learn what sex should be from the one who created it. Oh, y'all, that's good. You hear my heart? The world is trying to tell us how you and I should look at sex, how sex should be. But we need to learn what sex is and what it should be from the one who created it. And this always bothers me, but is everyone looking at pornography? Is that true? Clearly, there are many who engage in pornography. I get it. I can tell you that in my ministry, sexual gratification, pornography, sexual dysfunction is one of the topics that I deal with the most. 
I know that it's a struggle for many, but I don't believe that everyone struggles with it. Making generalized statements of any kind are never beneficial. It's like saying all women don't like sex or all men look at porn. It's not beneficial. It's not even true. When we generalize things like that, it's another way that it normalizes our sin. If all people struggle, it's okay because all people do it. That's another kind of manipulation I think Satan tries to mess with us. Everybody's doing it, so it's okay, right? Mm -mm. I'm not just saying this to y'all. I'm saying this to myself too. I don't care how many people are doing it. It's still sin. His statement of not everyone has crud. Y'all, I don't know how it would be possible to live in this world and not have crud. Remember, crud is the emotion that happens when someone or something has hurt us. I've never met someone who hasn't had crud. I mean, like ever. I've never met someone that doesn't have crud. They might have walked through it already. They might be in it right now or else they're in denial. And that's why it's really important to deal with our crud. Because if we don't, we will constantly respond in ways that hurt ourselves or others. You want to talk elephant in the room? 99% of the people I talk to in this ministry are struggling because they haven't dealt with some kind of crud in their lives. We all have it. It's how we deal with it that makes all the difference. His statement of, Jesus might work for you, but he's not for everyone. He's never done anything for me, and I've done just fine. Are they fine, though? Are we? Not everyone will choose to believe in Jesus Christ. That's really hard for me to understand. I know it's their personal choice, but it hurts my heart to know that they're going to face a life without hope, without knowing for certain that love is real because of Jesus. Actually, the truth is Jesus is for everyone. Jesus did everything for us. We're nothing apart from him, and he wants us to be more than fine. He wants us to know that we're loved accepted, cherished, not alone. He wants us to love him and love others. He wants us to use our gifts and talents that he gave us to change the world and help others know that they are loved too. And this, this just came into my head. If, if you don't believe in Jesus, what happens next? Like, what do you believe? What do you believe? You're here in this life, then what? How did you get here? What's your purpose? What happens when life is over? And how is that belief working for you? You might be in denial about that big, gray, smelly elephant that's in the room that we're not going to acknowledge or discuss because it's easier to ignore it. We don't want to go there again and have to relive any kind of pain. You don't know what they did to me. That's true, I don't. But God knows. God can handle your crud. He can handle your anger and your disappointment. He gets it. It's hard to forgive. It's hard to deal with pain. It hurts. For most of us, it's easier to hold on to the anger so that we're always right and justified to be hurt and angry. Some of you have been hurt and angry for a long time. And ask yourself, why? Why are you still holding on to that? And then could the answer be, if we don't have the hurt and anger anymore, 
then who will we be? Healed, whole, that's who we'll be. Free, hopeful, at peace. Remember, we all have reasons why we do what we do, how we live, our routines, how we respond. Quit ignoring the elephant in the room. Deal with your crud. And here's the good news. We don't have to do it alone. We have a God who loves us and wants a relationship with us. Will you trust him? Thank you, everybody, for all your comments and for sharing the podcast with your friends and families. If you or your organization would like to sponsor an episode of Crud Talk, you can message me at sonyabrenner.com for more information. Deal with your crud. Trust God. This is Sonia Bruner with Crud Talk. See you next time.